Hey, it's me, Solid Snake, protagonist and heartthrob of the Metal Gear Solid series. I'm stuck in patreon.com slash supernpcradio, but I've uncovered the key to defeating Foxy. Hello? Snake? It's me, Otacon. Have you told them the key to defeating Foxhound yet? Uh, no. I was just about to, but you interrupted me. Uh, sorry. I, I almost screwed this up as bad as when I designed Metal Gear. Also sorry for pissing on myself when we met. Anyway, the key to defeating Foxhound is... Hello, Solid Snake. It is I, Psycho Mantis. I was reading your mind and I could see that you haven't told the listener that the key to defeating Foxhound is by going to patreon.com slash supernpcradio and listening to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC. If someone would just give me a minute, I could tell- Oh, my bad. Carry on. To defeat Foxhound, you must listen to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC Radio, where we're covering the Metal Gear Solid series. I can see in your podcast listening history that you enjoyed The Legend of Zelda Games Club, listener. You'll love this. He's right. Your favorite pals at Super NPC Radio will be covering 10 games in the Metal Gear Solid series. They'll release bi-monthly on Fridays. Oh, jeez, I'm going to peace myself again. It's true. You can find it all at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio every other Friday. There's more to come after that, too. In the second half of the year, I've seen it. Another series after Metal Gear? Oh, man. This is a lot to take in. What's that series going to be about? It better not be about piss. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Uh, I am the host of this here podcast. My name is Connor McCabe, and this is a show where I bring on a guest to discuss a video game that is meaningful to them from their past. On the show, we talk as much about what made playing the game special, enjoyable, and what the guests might remember about it, as we will about the context around how and when they really got into the game, often for the first time, but sometimes it's a revisit uh, story that we get. Who the heck knows what we're getting today? A uh, little bit of housekeeping up top is that there's a few ways you can support us. You can, of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and give us a, a glowing rating and review about maybe your favorite episode, a favorite moment on the show, or just what was so freaking cool about the guest we had on today. Uh, and of course, if it's not uh, mean-spirited, I'll read it on the show. You can share the show with a friend, whether they love the game we're discussing today, uh, video games in general, or uh, just anything, really. I mean, share the show with a friend. You can, of course, probably the most helpful way you can support us is by going uh, to patreon.com slash super NPC radio and supporting us there. We have a ton of bonus content. If you like video games and this happens to be your first episode, hopping on here, We've got a variety of stuff. This is a free nostalgia-driven show where I sit down and do a one-on-one interview 
but we've got a group panel show. We've got a show where people go inside of video games and react to them. We've got inside video games with July. We're doing a Metal Gear Solid Games Club this year. Uh, we have all sorts of stuff at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. So check us out there. We're also on social media on Instagram at call me by your game pod and on Twitter at call me by your game, but just the one why. So give us a follow over there and keep up with what we've got going on. And uh, you'll see all the fun that is happening here. That'll do it for this, uh, for this episode. I'm just calling it early. <laughs> That'll do it for the housekeeping of the show. Uh, did I just start uh, wrapping it, uh, the whole thing up? Um, yes, you did. I did, uh, but I can't. You know what? We'll we'll introduce the guest, and then we'll see uh, how long we want to keep going. Uh, but uh, please welcome to the microphone, Corey Willis. Welcome to the show. Hello. Ah, oh, so good to be here. Thank you for having me, Connor. You are so welcome. Uh, there are so many things that I could share about you uh, that would just, you know, just show that resume of who this gentleman is. Um, I'll probably let you do that in a little bit. Um, I I oftentimes talk about how I know my guest on the show. I don't necessarily remember meeting you one specific moment. And, and like sometimes I do with people, um, but you just suddenly showed up as just a glowing light in my <laughs> life when you oh. after you moved here from New York. Um, yeah. What year was that? Was that like 2018 or 2017? No, it was 17. Yeah, yeah. It was like the summer or spring of 2017. Yeah. You know what? It's actually, we're piecing it together now just by the year mm-hmm. because, of course, I remember uh, you were on Mess Hall in fall of 2017. Yes. That yes, must I have did. been when I first, uh, you just came into my consciousness. That makes sense. Yeah. I feel like, cause I didn't really jump into the, the, uh, like the indie improv scene until like after I got on mess hall, Yes, which is like such the, the exact opposite of how <laughs> yeah. it goes and how it normally should go. Uh, yeah. if I'm just completely honest, um, yes. Uh, but I was one of those New York transplants who who kind of who who stro- strolled in here and got myself uh, on a mess hall team and uh, into into uh, all sorts of great situations. Um, uh, probably ahead of when uh, I should have um, or was expected to. Um, uh, well, but maybe from maybe from in like an outsider's perspective, someone who wasn't. Yeah. Didn't know you and know well, like yeah, all yeah. the improv you had done before back yeah. in a whole other state. Yeah, whole other state, multiple time zones away. Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, it's practically another country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in many ways it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but it uh, it was. I spent like a ton of time in New York um, mm-hmm. doing uh, just living life, uh, but then uh, a ton of time. Uh, and like a very focused amount of time in the improv scene in New York City. Yes. Um, but uh, prior to that, I was doing all sorts of goofs with my friends uh, through like little what we would now consider skits, uh, not even <laughs> sketches, um, just like interstitial uh, skits, like much like I mean, I'm ugh, I am not from like the hip hop community, but I am from the hip hop era of like, oh, when like rappers would have little, like we would now, I guess, sort of call them sketches, but they were more skits back then, where it was just like little dumb things between uh, 
greater pieces of art. Let's go. In, that's a heavy quote. Um, a lot of sound uh, effects, a lot of dialogue, uh, yeah. a lot of crazy stuff going on <laughs> on these, on, like between the songs on the album. Uh, yeah, a lot of weird shit. But I did that kind of thing uh, for like snowboarding and skateboarding and like BMX and inline skating videos. Like, uh, yeah, ra- like what? around the jackass. That's the coolest era. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it was it was a weird. I I lived like a weird uh, charmed life before I got into comedy. I was like just all about snowboarding and that that world. Um, oh my gosh. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, I, and I got to, and my friends were videographers and uh, designers and post-production, uh, um, fledgling post-production uh, dynamos. Uh, huh. So we got to just like shoot skate and snowboard footage of us being idiots uh, in upstate New York. Uh, and then some of our more talented friends, like actually competing and being okay. like, uh, like, you know, we would like go out late at night and like shovel snow um, on like school grounds and like pull up like work lights and shit and like film our friends and take pictures um, like real, like gorilla shit back in the day. Uh, and then, wow. A lot of that time, there was like so much downtime as someone who works in like film and stuff mm-hmm. now, right? Like, you know, like there's so much downtime. Yeah. So <laughs> between that, that it was like the, the era of new, like new media and new digital yes. tapes. So we would just film each other and leave the shit running because it wasn't as expensive to process footage. Uh, so we just would like, oh, we do dumb shit between like setting up or like while driving around, we'd like film each other. Um, I was a bit of a, a rascal, um, uh, when it came to driving. So oh, I, I could have figured that out. Yeah. Yeah. There was, <laughs> I got into some shit when I was, uh, uh, younger with, with faster cars. So <laughs> People would film that um, while I like behaved poorly in a car. I'm um, so glad you're here. Yeah, it's so it's so good to be here. It's, I'm so fortunate. I, um, I mean, like on this earth, currently, physically. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Me too. Me too. I fully agree. Um, uh, put myself in some pretty precarious situations, uh, all for like, like the joke though. Yeah. Um, so that like pushed me into comedy in New York, and then uh, I didn't realize I was that like, was your origin story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. That's yeah. very unique, I want to say, for a lot of people. I haven't heard any, like, uh, yeah, I was into, like, extreme sports uh, and then uh, sort of, you know, dovetailed into uh, doing improv on stage. Yeah, it doesn't really happen that way. Um, oh, that's cool, though. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. That's why I love – one of the things I love the most is making fun of, like, sports is because yeah. I come from that world. And it's so fun to make fun of shit that – you love and like participated in um oh god it's so fun especially when you're you know so much about it too uh about like in like the culture and and also just like nuance stuff that's i feel the same way about specific sports as well and it's just it's a very it feels sometimes like a fertile bed of of comedy Oh God, yeah. I mean, I mean specifically teams. So I know, like you're uh, a big old baseball uh, yeah. head. Um, it's my true. brother, my brother is uh, was also uh, really big into baseball. Um, okay. So he's a couple of years older than me. So mm-hmm. I would tag along with him and watch the camaraderie between him and his teammates, and mm-hmm. 
kind of like the weirdos, especially in like high school baseball, <laughs> the weirdos who would like be on the peripherals of like yes. the baseball team. Uh, oh my gosh. The hangers You got to fill out a roster. <laughs> oh God. I mean, I feel, Connor, I feel like we, that, that's like the most fertile ground is like (laughs) just the motley crew of like a baseball or even like a wooden bat league or something like that. Like, yes, I play in one right now. And uh, yeah, there that's out there. (laughs) That's so fucking cool. I love it. Um, uh, But yeah, that was like sports was something that I came from and got into comedy as a result of. And I think it's a big thing that like has helped me because it is, coming from like team sports. Mm-hmm. So I like, I also played lacrosse in high school and like, it was like nice. a frat boy in college and then got into snowboarding, which is like, the, I guess kind of the natural evolution. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, it's, the, it's the lacrosse to snowboarding pipeline. It's pretty, yeah. that's yep. well-traveled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so many, so many of the greats. Um, <laughs> uh, but then I, I, so I was involved with like big ensembles hmm. And like large teams. So now being an improv, it it felt like such an easy pivot. Uh, yeah. When I got into it, where it was like, oh, this is like sports. Oh, my mm-hmm. coach is my coach. My coach literally gives me notes. Like my coach used to give me feedback. And when I played sports, it's the mm-hmm. same, same concepts. Um, yeah. You know. Um, so, yeah, it was like a weird pipeline, but also like. It just made sense. Yeah, there's a lot of it. It uh, equipped you well for some of the aspects that you get into with improv, especially being a group thing, even at at the least two people, I guess. I mean, I guess you could do solo improv. <laughs> who really wants to watch that unless you're there's, incredible? Yeah, I know one person who has an amazing solo improv act, and I've seen a lot of solo improv. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, comes to territory that's yeah yeah yeah. people you know what power to people for experimenting and trying new Mm. stuff it's not always going to work but good for them Mm. Uh, i don't know about that i don't know know if we want to encourage that on the show today Uh, i want to be supportive here i'm you know i'm a pretty supportive person but uh (laughs) and that's how um, you're being authentic is that uh you're you are uh pushing back a little bit on that yeah just a little bit on that yeah fair enough Um, um that's what a that is so cool. I was going to, I was, sometimes we get into how people get into, you know, which obviously doesn't necessarily in most cases have anything to do with the show, but like, because the majority of the people I have on are comedians or artists, filmmakers, actors, whatever, um, it comes up. So like on our our last guest, we got into, uh, like if his career is like a creative in gaming and that was like, I mean, I figured we would get there because uh, of what we were talking about, but you never know. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would also be remiss if I didn't bring up how you are, uh, and ever, I'm sure everyone is coming to this episode. You're a member of the improv team Busters, which is a huge yes, deal. You course. are now. So we've had um, we've had Mia on uh, Mia Kimia, um, who else? Johnny. So those are the three we've had on. Mikaela is slated to come on at some point. Okay. But that might be it. I think I've invited uh, others, but I don't think anyone else is super enough into games to where they're like, yeah, I want to talk about it. I mean, how can you not be? Even You know what? I'm with you, pal. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like a big gamer uh, anymore either, but 
holy shit, that Are was a really? period and of time, you know? Th- and the nice thing is for this show, you don't even need to have ever really been a gamer as long as you sort of have like a connection with one game, whether it's something your sibling played or something you watched a friend play one summer, like boom. But yeah, um, yeah. anyway, uh, really glad to have you here. Is there yeah, anything before we get into some more things that you want to share about yourself, like who you are and what you do or anything that uh, you're looking forward to that's coming up? Uh, so who I am and what I do, I, uh, right now I'm an, I'm just another improviser who has not done improv, uh, (laughs) in front of a live audience in a long time. Um, but, uh, but I do, I'm, I'm going to, uh, we played our cards, I think exactly right. Mm Um, uh, fingers crossed. Yes. Uh, cause I'm going with, uh, another a troop of improvisers. Uh, we were formerly murder, murder, but it's not the same contingent. It's like a smaller faction of that. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, and we are uh, we're going to Edinburgh. Um, yes, to do our 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 murder, murder style. Um, but we are going to Edinburgh to the Improv Festival in two short weeks. Wow. Uh, yeah, we, that really snuck up. Yeah, we and I think we like planned it. I think perfectly. Um, yeah, we're, coming, we're, coming like off of a wave. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> As opposed to being wave, in the middle of it. Yeah, but there was a lot of like last minute. Like, are we doing this? Or are we not doing this? And yeah. we're doing it. It seems like the right idea. Mm-hmm. I bought all that trip insurance. Um, just because. Oh, good on you. you you know, um, <laughs> to say what could happen in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I've been traveling for a long period of time in my life, but now I'm like, mm, I don't trust anything. Uh, no. I will yeah. spend extra uh, hundreds of extra dollars to make sure that I can just be like, actually, no, I'm not going to go on this trip um, yeah. <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic or hmm, fingers crossed, not a, a global conflict. Uh, in that oh, part of the world. Oh yeah, yeah. there's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the last time we went was right before the pandemic. Wow. I'm just, you know, I've got my yeah. uh, my fingers crossed that you all are just trying to bookend this for us. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot that of is, naive hope for me. That's my. That is kind of what I've sold myself on. Is like yes. this will go from being a pandemic. It was endemic, I think, when we were there because it spread to like Italy and a couple yes. other places. Uh, and now it's, I think going back to maybe endemic. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Uh, or pe- not, it was an epidemic before. Yes. And it became a pandemic. Now it's yeah. going to an endemic. So fingers crossed. Um, but that should be, that should be great. It's been fun to hear from a few other people who are really excited about that trip. How are you going to, yeah. how long are you going to planning to be there for? So I'm going for a nice extra little stint. I figured if I'm going to be over there, I'm going to just stay over there for a little while. Awesome. Um, so the plan is to do the festival, which is the weekend of the 18th. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a group of us are going to just kind of uh, roam the Scottish countryside, I guess, Amazing. For, for a little while. Uh, heading to Glasgow for a bit. Wow. Um, and then my plan is to uh, hop a uh, a jet over to uh, Paris and uh, spend oh. like, uh, yeah, the last little bit of the trip in Paris. Yeah. 
That's yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Well, I hope you have such a good time. That sounds Thank you. wonderful. Thank you. I'm so excited, but also so like, I can't believe I'm, uh, I'm again, I bought all the trip insurance because if yes. I have to cut that trip short and fly back uh, or if I have to like stay somewhere in quarantine, yeah. I want to be able to, to do that. Um, but uh, hey, we gotta, uh, I hate this so much, but we've been going on two years. We can't be. <laughs> Like just completely shutting ourselves away from the world. Uh, yeah. If it makes sense, if it makes no sense, oh baby, I am holed up in this apartment forever. Well, and there's <laughs> way. It feels like there's way big old. Not to again reuse the term waves that we're talking yeah, about yeah, with yeah. these strains, but like there are waves. Like there was that blissful period in May and June of last year where we were like, we were like it's ending, and then it wasn't, and exactly. then there were. The fall was like really nice again and then December showed up and January was really quiet for so many of us. Uh, yeah. And then suddenly, I don't know if it was because we had mutual friend of the uh, uh, and friend of the pod get engaged, uh, Charles yeah, yeah. Mihalik. But uh, yeah. seeing people last weekend, I was like, oh, well, maybe we are getting to a better spot again. So it's it's hard to say, but I think you're right. You almost need to like take advantage I'm trying to remind myself more to take advantage of these opportunities because, man, being like holed up somewhere for a while sucks. It sucks so bad. Yeah. 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 I've done it a lot. Especially being so. alone. I mean, you're alone as yes. well. Yeah. Like uh, this, it's a lot. Well, you get to, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, not to make it about that, but it really is a weird, it's a weird thing to. Yeah. Uh, have no one to bounce ideas off of or do just anything. San- just, just a little sanity check here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while. Um, but yeah, I got that. That's so. That's my physical in-person cool. thing. Uh, and then I'm I start recording a, a Formula One podcast this uh, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, first yeah. episode's coming up. Yeah. It's um. So we're coordinating it. It's myself and my best friend in uh in the whole goddamn world, uh, John Lapore. Uh, he's my childhood friend. Uh, I've known him since I was 10. Uh, yeah, like nine or 10. Awesome. Um, and we have been just buds this whole time. Uh, and uh, we are, he's like a ridiculously funny person, um, <laughs> uh, but does not engage in the world of comedy at all. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, which is like, so admirable and so yes. funny uh and he's so successful outside of the world of comedy um but i want him to be a part of this uh yes. so bad so i kind of like goaded him into doing a an f1 podcast with me hell yeah we, we grew up as like fans of the sport uh, <laughs> and it's like popular now in the u.s and i was like mm-hmm. i think this is it let's do it um, it's our time yeah so That's- uh so exciting. Yeah. Do you have a title for it or is it still TBD? Oh, uh, we got a title. Um, it's very, very dumb. Uh, again, he's a very funny guy and a wildly talented. He's one of these, back when I was talking about a, a fledgling post-production dynamo, yes. he is that. Uh, he is the creative director of uh, a studio that uh, 
did the fucking end credits for WandaVision. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. So he's like, he's he's a very smart and talented dude. Yeah. Uh, the name of the podcast is going to be the F1 Files. Uh, and a lot <laughs> of it is going to be very silly, corny references to uh, the X-Files. Um, uh, incredible. Just because... Hey, yeah. my friend, uh, my this podcast is called Call Me By Your Game. So yep. I am no stranger yep. to uh, oh, yeah. a silly, ridiculous uh, titles to podcasts. And I think that is great that you have Thank that you. one. Thank You're you. Thank you. We're very well, excited. So yeah. Yeah. eventually people should keep an eye out for that. Uh, once mm-hmm. you – I think what I'll try to do because usually when we post these episodes, I'll have show notes with uh, links to things. Um when you actually when the when the show drops, we'll put a link retroactively into to the show notes so people can just click if they especially if they listen to this later. Hell yeah, that, yeah. that I would I would appreciate that. Um, you bet. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely we're we're recording so it's a week. We'll be doing weekly episodes because there awesome. are weekly races, um, uh, and we'll be doing episodes every Sunday night. We record and then release them on Sunday or Monday morning. Cool. Um, Hopefully in time for the European folks to get them uh, get in on it as well because yeah. it's uh, it's an international sport um, and uh, we're going to basically like unpack the race of that weekend uh, and then also talk about upcoming races and then just like some deep dives on like some of the athletes some of the teams oh, uh, sweet and then like some like. Uh, welcome to the fold to the new fans because there, are, like I said, there are a lot of new fans of F one in 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 the U S. So we want to kind of like make people feel welcome because we know it's like a a snooty hoity toity European totally. sport. So that's very uh, kind of you. Yeah, so it's a couple of upstate fucking uh, jagoffs uh, <laughs> who've like loved this sport forever. Who are like, hey, we can. It's totally accessible. Like we've been going to races for years. Yeah, uh, it's people don't look down their nose at you. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, I'm really excited to do it. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, we got the new cars launching next week as well. We've got Red Bull launching their brand new car for 2022. If only so. the listener could see the Ooh. excitement on Corey's face. I've only seen it once before, and it was when we met. Uh, it's, yeah, it's true. That's it's so fun. True. I love that you've already yeah. got like plenty of ideas for the show and like something that you could just do weekly because of the races. Um, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So. I'll put a when it comes out. We'll retroactively put a link to the F one files. But listener, keep that name in your brain and look at just look it up. Please do, please do, and keep an eye out for very stupid art uh, for this because the best kind. We've already got. I oh mean, yes. Oh my god. Uh, and I say we as if John didn't immediately pitch the funniest, <laughs> funniest title art uh, I could have thought of for this. Uh, so I'm a funny person. I know that. I'm bringing my friend into the fold who I think everyone will be like, oh, so that, so Cor- so he's the funny friend. Um, <laughs> uh, like John is literally the funny friend and I'm like the big dumb idiot. Uh, but John is like truly like the funny, smart friend. Um, so I'm excited for everyone to like get to know him uh, through this That's podcast. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. congrats on that. Really Thanks, looking man. forward uh, to, to hearing that and you, start to get the just more even more things rolling and release the show um yes. yeah. before i do want to talk about your history with video games in general yeah. but before yeah. we do that would you please just uh, introduce the title of the game that we're going to talk about for the main event later 
Oh, oh, folks, we're going to talk about the uh, economy classic, uh, Super Contra, better known as Super C. Uh, that's the big flaming C uh, that you might recognize from the, the original cartridge, uh, the art on the cartridge. Amazing. Uh, yeah. I can't wait. It's going to yeah, be fun. Um, yeah. But again, let's get into your history with games in general. Nice. Do you remember... Um, because I really don't know uh, what history you have with the video games. When did you take like an interest in games for the first time? Do you remember that, or were they just like around for you? Um. So my, when I was really really young, my family used to uh, travel from upstate New York. I say upstate; it's not upstate. It's like Mid Hudson Valley, uh, mm. New Paltz to uh, Brooklyn to visit with a uh, family. And that the 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 boy who was in that family was my brother's age, and he okay. was really big into computers. So he hmm. quite literally had like, um, like was doing like text games on like terminal okay. interfaces back in like the early nineties. Um, <laughs> Like on um, like those old like clackety clack keyboards, uh, like the CRT monitors. Yes. Um, yeah. Just like just a text like, text based adventures that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't even remember what the name of that game was mm-hmm. uh, because I was a f- baby, um, yeah. <laughs> really. Uh, but I do remember seeing that, and then starting to get into like the little like handheld games that you would get for like stocking stuffers or like uh like easter um like yeah. uh like the little like l um ooh, are we thinking are... of like is it a game and watch or were they like like an, like uh games that were almost like game on like specific it was only only had a that. single game yeah 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 and i remember like um some like game where it was it wasn't frogger but it involved frogs and you it was like you had to jump from like lily pad to lily pad but the lily pads were like the little digital uh like and they would just like disappear and your frog would like you know (laughs) go from like one pixelated version skipping several frames down to the next and then down to the next and then you'd see like a splash in like uh water that you never knew was there um (laughs) uh but it'd be like a pixelated digital splash yes um the kind of game was, where the like yeah. screen you can if you look closely enough or like in the right light you can see where all the images will pop up exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and everything it's all just everything is all like digital eights basically you're <laughs> like oh okay cool so that's how they make this work is just yes. they light up one specific part of the game um, interesting yeah so that was like my my initial introduction to gaming mm. uh, but then. I grew up of modest means and Mm -hmm. my parents could not afford gaming consoles or systems. Uh, So they eventually bought my brother and I as like our combined Christmas gift, uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, Um, baby. Oh, now we're talking with Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt on the same cartridge. It was like the split cartridge, which in retrospect, whoa. What yeah. a what a like like big dick on the table move for Nintendo, <laughs> right? Just to be like, yes. oh, we're gonna give you two games right out of the gate, uh, yes. 
and not you don't have to keep track of them. They're just on the same. They're just on the same cartridge. That's it. Yep. One um, of the most influential games of all time, and then also something that was really creative, a light gun game that was incredibly yeah. popular too. I mean, truly like the first person shooter, like the first yeah. first person shooter, you just had like a peripheral bit of hardware, which now every system has. Yes. Right. Like literally systems are based on peripheral hardware at this yeah. point. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So that was like, I remember getting that and then just like falling in love with Mario. Um, nice. And it was the original Mario Brothers, so you couldn't play at the same time. You had to, like, take turns. So it was that classic, like, older brother, younger brother, you got to wait, right? Um, <laughs> so I always had to wait to play uh, uh, every single time. Um, sometimes I get to play the first level of, like, the dungeon level two, just because yes. that was, like, a pain in the ass for my brother to play. Sometimes okay. I get to, like, play that alternatively. He's like, uh, I don't like this one. You can play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, <laughs> a very typical, like, older sibling, I'm in control of this type uh-huh. situation. Um, but it was still pretty fair and equitable, I'd say. Wow. Yeah. Good on yeah. your brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was... He was a tyrant in many other ways, but uh, but for sure that was like a a thing that like I remember as being like a he we he never made that into like a I'm gonna play and you're gonna watch yeah um, it's more than some that, can say I think yeah or that like unplug the controller um, <laughs> yes yeah when I heard that like when I first started hearing that people were doing that to their siblings I think it was in like junior high yeah. When like sixty four like had kind of like showed up, mm-hmm. um, so you'd have like the you know you could have multiple people playing, and then you just unplug the one that like uh, who was like terrible and like making everybody else's gaming experience suck. And I remember hearing about that and being like, "Wow, that's the most ruthless thing you could do." Yeah, it's just it's so wow. What a, just ruin, ru- ruin the experience entirely. Entirely. Just like take all of the joy out of it. Not even like I get like camping on like respawn spots and like, you know, I get that. And I get like some of the shitty stuff that showed up in like the fighting games later where you could like literally be like, oh, I'll just back someone to a corner and then like guy like rock and guile and just being like oh, i'll just back them into a corner and then yeah. they're done um but removing uh, a controller entirely is such a like yeah. hey come on um but yeah I, that was my early foray into gaming was cool just through that uh primarily yeah that's awesome um were there uh other consoles that you remember or any games that you played like uh maybe after this period that were mm-hmm. meaningful to you Oh yeah, that uh so my actually <laughs> this is something I I think I don't think I ever completely paid him off for this. But my buddy John uh sold me his Sega Genesis okay. when he got the Super Nintendo. So like he had like the like had the the Nintendo Entertainment System, then he got Genesis and it'd be like, "Oh shit, I want to go play Altered Beast over at John's." Yeah. So he would like constantly play over there or play like sonic and then he got super nintendo one year for christmas and like gave me not gave me but like sold me 
this uh, this Genesis. So I wow. remember that being like, I held on to that. I still have both of those consoles too. Amazing. Um, Good like, going, by the way. Thank you. You're I rescued the, 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 I still have the NES. I have the NES out here in LA, but, okay, cool. um, uh, which I need to like clean all the pickups on. I've like gone down the rabbit hole of like, oh, I need to, cause everything's rusted in there. Um, yes. <laughs> cause it's fucking 30 years old. Um, yeah, gosh. Uh, but I remember like playing like Sonic and like Sonic Spinball um, mm-hmm. uh, on Sega Genesis, and then I got into uh, into Xbox once Xbox showed up. Oh, nice! Um, Were you a Halo person? I was a big old Halo head. Nice. Um, I I got into Halo so much so that I got myself out of college. Um, <laughs> That's a creative way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I graduated from college into Halo uh, uh, much earlier than uh, I had hoped for, that my parents had hoped for. Yes. Um, and then got like Halo 2. And at that point was like, hmm, if I can't keep my shit together yeah. when I'm like living in my parents' basement playing video games... I need to not play video games. I need yeah. to not be the person who becomes the stereotype. Yeah. Uh, who's just like. You're seeing it all. You're like, oh my God. You know, yeah. I got a room here. Wait a second. Yeah. It's a basement. My mom lives got, here. Yeah. I got a room here. I get like mad at my parents uh, for like waking me up early <laughs> in the morning because I'm a fucking college dropout. Um, and I like work at a bar and am like coming home and playing Halo until all hours of the morning yeah. and then being angry because my parents are living their adult normal human lives. Yeah. That, by the way, is supplementing my fucking life. Um, yes. Uh, so yeah, I, I I threw in the towel on that and uh, sold the Xbox. I don't even remember who I sold it to, if I'm mm. honest. It was that like kind of like, I gotta get this thing out of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Make, um, you're like it's time to turn this around. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I got. I mean, so it was that, and then like snowboarding and partying in like college. So it was like I was not destined to stay in. No, yeah. I was just there was no way. Um, uh, so I chose. I can't even say that I chose like college over this. I think I chose snowboarding yes. over video games, which is. Yeah. Also good. That's a good, pretty cool, pretty sick yeah. choice. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. Now in yeah. retrospect, I like this. Yeah. Yeah. It also led you this. to, you know, this almost brings us full circle to like just you talking about yourself and how you got into comedy <laughs> earlier. So I am glad that that happened for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely like when I was in college and like hanging out with people, we got into playing like Goldeneye and like rockets in the temple, grenade launchers in the temple would nice. just be like. Literally, it, it was like I lived in a house full of uh, uh, like my frat brothers and my best friend, John. Like we went to the same school and like it was this beautiful, uh, beautiful yet like tumultuous situation of eight dudes living in the same house. Yes. Uh, and multiple like multiple golden eye setups. So it would just be like, awesome. oh, uh 
you'd hear from like one corner of the house, people would be like rockets in the temple and be like, all right, <laughs> let's get on it. And it'd just be a flood of us to one corner of the house. And then yeah. whoever was home would go to the other console and play on the other system. Um, but yeah, that was like slappers uh, in the complex, like just all like the, the most beautiful, like communal gaming situation. Yes. Uh, you could ask for, uh, without like being like, Oh, I'm pinned to this and this is my lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so that it made it easier to like step away from my Xbox when I was like, Oh, I just get to hang out with my. Yeah. It's a, it's just like, that is truly a, uh, it's recreation for you as opposed to just like all of that you do. Uh, yeah, I love it that yeah. we just talked about Goldeneye with Zach Olson like two episodes oh, ago. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So this yeah. is all. This is nice. We're getting more Goldeneye stuff. That's great. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm going to talk to Zach about this when we go to Edinburgh in two yeah, weeks. Yeah, baby. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, now I'd say at this phase of gaming, yes. Um, partially because of my love for Formula One. Mm-hmm. And partially because of my uh, my desperate need to not uh, do work that I need to do, <laughs> um, I've been starting to shop around for full on like F one simulator driving setups. That oh wow yeah um they're That's, so expensive. I'm gonna encourage this so hard. <laughs> I know you are. I That's know, so I know. cool. I'm like fully like, I think I'm gonna, I'm like a few drunk nights away <laughs> from, from some impulse buys. <laughs> from some like impulse buys of where it's like, oh, I just spent, oh, I just spent so much money on this setup. Oh my God. Cause then I have to get a, I either have to get a gaming console for it. Yeah. Or I need to get like a PC mm-hmm. gaming set up for this specifically so yes we're because t- we're talking steering wheel we're talking oh, yeah. pedals we're talking and i'm not gonna pretend to know what's in an f1 car but other things that are in an f1 car oh yeah i mean it's gonna be a full-on like uh like a direct drive paddle set like simulator setup that's um, so cool yeah it's it's great but also i need to the the problem is is if i want it to be authentic which i do I need to go for like the badass setup, which is yeah. I could have the steering wheel, but in order to get real feedback, you need to have a direct drive feedback processing unit off of that steering wheel, which will wow. literally be a belt driven, like working with the laws of physics of the simulator. <laughs> but That's- then I can't put that on my desk because if I hork on the fucking steering wheel, my <laughs> desk will go sideways. Yeah, you need so it's like, like a whole you entire get the frame. setup. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, if you get the frame, then you got to get the monitor set up too. You're like, well, I guess like, I'll rent another apartment. I get, might as well, right? <laughs> which now I'm like, oh shit, I should, if in order to justify this, I'm going to have to start like streaming. Yes, I am go- there I'm, we go. I will have to. Which this is the slipperiest slope ever. Yes. But like, <laughs> I, I'm, it's also something that I love and I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not a fleeting love. It's something I've yeah. been like growing to love. And now as an adult with like income and my own agency, uh, I can now go, hey, uh, 
you could just do the things that you love and this will make you feel good. Um, yes, absolutely. And you're not hurting anybody. No. Um, so, yeah, I think... You're only helping uh, the podcast, which will come. Because you will absolutely, if and when this happens, be talking about it on there. 100%. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, it's it's this, like, beautiful Ouroboros of... Uh, of like gaming and problematic behavior, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is not often how uh, gaming and problematic behavior are described. So, but no. in this case, it is. It is. It will be. It will be. Um, but that's, yeah, that's that's yeah. so cool. So, n- not playing any games right now, but you're. This is like something that's on the cusp for you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I've been like, well, I mean, I, I can't say that I haven't been playing games because I have. I've been. Rocking the old uh, emulator setup. Um, so proud of you. So I bet. Yeah. I mean, I, it was one of those like pandemic things of like, dude, you think about playing old Nintendo games all the time. Yes. Just buy the USB controllers for like $4 mm-hmm. and have like an emulator setup just and just play computer. whenever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I get to like speed run Super C whenever I want to. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> or play hours and hours of RBI baseball. I mean, oh my gosh! Whew, wow. Just, okay, wow. dang, you got some stuff going on. That's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, definitely keep truly. Feel free to just text me as like you go through this journey of of your setup, and because as much as like. It's not something I would ever do because just not having yeah. an interest in in F one or racing like you do. Yeah, I'm yeah. intrigued by it. So keep me posted. I and I th- I absolutely will, Connor, because yes. this is something that no one else. I don't know anyone else who's doing this either. Yeah, and I've been. And like, I'm adjacent in, enough to do that to tell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'll I'll do it. And like, hey, when I have the thing all set up and it's safe and sound, like, come over and check out my setup. I'll be that would be so happy cool. to show the damn thing off because it's gonna be a full rig. I don't even yeah. know where I'm gonna put it. Um, but like, I sleep in it, it now. It's also my bed. It literally. I mean, dude. It literally. <laughs> the way it's set up is like. It's a recumbent rig, so I'd be like fully prone to playing yeah. <laughs> like all the way back. That's so cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Well, fully encourage that, uh, and and thank you for walking through some of your gaming history with us. That was that was really fun yeah, to hear from pleasure. you. Uh, like I told you before, we're gonna take a quick break, and then when yes. we come back, we will discuss you know anything you want to share about your experience with Super C. Uh, so, Corey, I guess I'll just see you on the other side. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Of course, here to discuss Super C, a.k.a. Super Contra, with Corey Willis. Welcome back, my friend. Oh, it's great to be back. What a Um, a restful break. Oh, my gosh. I feel uh, renewed quite like the 12-minute nap I actually took before we recorded this show. Oh, good move. I've never taken a nap that short, and yeah, I'm bragging, uh, but... It actually, I think, helped me out a little bit. I was tired. I was yawning. And yeah. It, it definitely helped. And, you know, maybe talking to my friend helped hey, too. But. There's that. There is that. Yeah. I mean, I 
I'm I'm uh, a big old coffee drinker, and it I feel like it's like psychosomatic at a certain point, mm-hmm. um, because I'll fill up a coffee cup and then do either like this or yes, um, privileged enough to to teach improv uh, yeah. still, and I'm just like, oh, I didn't need that coffee at all. It was just I thought I I needed a cup next to me because mm-hmm. uh, it's like my <laughs> safety blanket. Um, but I like very rarely will drink coffee if I'm ever on Zoom or engaged with anyone. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I my I love coffee. I'm not a snob. I just drink it every day. Yeah. But caffeine really does not affect me. It which is a blessing and a curse. You too. Yep. Yep. Same here. So this is how it is for me. It will never take me from like it'll never. Take me from like, oh, I'm kind of tired to like, oh, I'm fully energized. It won't keep me. I could drink a cup of coffee and go to sleep. I like, literally have done that before. Con. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, like I've tried the whole like, oh, you drink a cup of coffee and then you try and take a 15 minute nap and you're revitalized in 15 minutes when the caffeine kicks in. And I'm like, no, I'm out for like three hours. What are you talking yeah, what about? Are you I, don't, talking that's not, about? <laughs> I don't wake up. What do you? Ugh. The, the only no. time and I'd love to, I wonder what the, your experience is like. But the only time it really does much for me, which I noticed recently, I got like I got like five hours of sleep before I went to work, which is not very much. And I, I'm used to seven, seven and a half. And the other night I got eight, uh, just full of brags Ooh, this episode. Wow. But okay. it can take me from like barely conscious to make me a like functioning person again. But so and maybe well, that's the purpose. Tripping over my own feet. Yeah. But yeah. That, oh, but I think it's. Uh, maybe that's what it does for us, but yes. I've seen other people where they're like, I can't have coffee after three o'clock cause I can't fall asleep. And I'm like, yes. what are you made from yeah. that? I wish that I had that. Like, yeah, I, I can't, I, it, I don't know if it's like a natural uh, immunity to uh, caffeine or if like, I just had so much caffeine in my life to where it just doesn't affect me. But I've also never been like an energy drink person. I mean, I've had a neither. few, but like, we're, you know what? Uh, we're pretty cool in this way. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Also, my brother is a not like he's not a caffeine drinker, mm-hmm. hates the taste of coffee, but mm. probably about mm, five years or so ago, maybe a little more, he started getting migraines and he also doesn't like drinking like Coke. Um, yeah. Like he's not a soda drinker. And like that is absolutely a thing that people are like, yeah, you just he'd get like those little mini cans mm-hmm. of, uh, of 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 Coca Cola, and he's like, I hate it because I don't like the sugar. It like makes me like tired. Uh, yes, but I hate the taste of coffee. And then I got him on espressos, and oh, it's this, it's terrible. And I've been called. I've been cu- full on. Someone has called me a psychopath when they've handed me this. Someone we both okay. know, um, uh, who I'll save for afterwards. Uh, yes, <laughs> but um, uh, six shots of espresso, um, and it's yeah that you, Connor's making the right face, which is like a stunned like what? <laughs> um, Holy crap! But I but six like six shots of espresso yes gets me to the point of where I think other people get to with coffee, where they're yeah. like I'm wired, I'm ready to go. You're giving but, me like a bar to reach, but that's not something to a, try. 
it's not a good bar, but no, like, it's not. <laughs> we like, I literally, I got to see my brother, um, uh, this past year and he was like, Hey, will you make me an espresso? Cause he's got a kid and he was like, mm-hmm. w- you know, managing being a dad. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll make you coffee real quick. Uh, and he's like, yeah, just do like three pods. And I was like, so you're doing six, six shots of espresso. And he was like, yeah, just don't say anything to the. And I was like, I was like, Jarrett, Jarrett, no, it's fine. I do the same thing, yeah. and people judge me. I will not judge you. I love that you're doing this. I mean, it's probably not good for us, but like, I feel good and safe. I'm that, not like, alone anymore. I'm not alone. Yeah. yeah, but he's someone who's never like fucked with coffee like yeah. that. So hmm. I don't know if it's a tolerance thing. I think it just might be like a we're wired a certain way. It could probably. You know? I'm on now. It makes me want to ask my sister how what caffeine does to her. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, that's that's one of my most unexpected and favorite tangents I've ever gotten I on the show. That so much Truly, too. that <laughs> is that is that was great. It made honestly made me be like, why don't we do this more? But uh, more often. But let's get into some game history yes. and context for yeah. Super Contra. Um, like I told you before, I've got basically what are a couple Wikipedia paragraphs. But if you yeah. happen to be a historian or you want to like interrupt me about some details that'll be helpful for the listener please do um sure sure otherwise here i go super contra known as super contra colon the alien strikes back in japan is a run and gun shooter video game also known as a shmup uh, by konami originally released as a coin operated arcade game in december 1987 it is a sequel to the original contra and part of the contra series uh, of course, which, you know, being the second in the series. The game mm-hmm. stars Bill Riser and Lance Bean, uh, the coolest. Wait, they have, I, I they have know names. I knew those names. And they're Bill point. Riser and Lance Bean? What a, what a, <laughs> what kind of like naming committee? I don't know. Or was this the 80s where they were like, I don't know, uh, Paul Riser's a popular person, right? Uh, Bill Riser. Let's go with Bill Riser. Yes. Right? It's a re- semi-recognizable. Oh, well, this kind of falls into it. This is such a game that parallels the Alien anthology series. Yes. And like it, Paul Riser played Burke in Aliens. Yes. So I guess Bill Riser makes perfect sense. M- my friend, I'm going to go ahead. Henriksen. There we go. So I'm we've gonna, got two actors. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and jump off this point to and jump ahead to a post-show segment because you fully unlocked oh, it for us. This is something uh-oh. I do because one of the post-show segments is a facts segment where I share facts with my guest. So let's – if you don't mind, Corey, Shit. let's right. jump ahead I'm sorry to this I jumped one. the gun. No, no, no. I'm so, uh, but I just I connected to. these dots and I love this. Oh, this is so, so fun. It connects even further than you think. So basically, oh, yes. I had this is one of the two facts. I'll save the other one unless we go over it uh, yeah, yeah. for the end of the show. But I had this titled Tribute to Heroes of the Screen. This comes from the Did You Know Gaming uh, YouTube channel, which is great, talking about actually the Contra series in general. But the two main characters in Contra and in Super C are mm-hmm. are uh, uh, Lance Bean and Bill Riser, like we went over. These yeah. names are references to four different actors. Yep. Lance Henriksen, Michael yep. Bean, and yep. Bill Paxton and Paul Reiser. Yep. Who are all actors, like you were getting to, in 
the uh, in the Alien series, um, yep. specifically Aliens. Um, the the maybe one of the greatest sequels to ever exist in the history of sequels. Yes, Just, I mean I, that's a, a an aggressive take, but I am. I think it's. I think you'd probably have a lot of people who would be in your camp there. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So they play uh, Private Hudson, Burke Bishop, and Corporal Hicks in the mm-hmm. movie. Um, and a little additional. Uh, sort of like bonus tiny fact on the end of this is that the design of the characters, which is no surprise if you look at them, were directly influenced by images of Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger from yep. the VHS cover of Predator. For but sure. there's also some like a Sylvester Stallone influence as well. Um, yeah, there's like a headband-esque. Um, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there's like for sure like a Dutch from uh, from Predator look um, with mm-hmm. just like the muscle-bound blonde dude. And then the Rambo uh, look of like Lance um, yes. is that is that other yeah yeah that makes perfect sense oh it's, I love that it's so it was really fun to to discover that's that so especially cool. someone who's like very surface level familiar with the series but uh, special achievement to you because occasionally that hey. happens on the show and it's like it's always very fun um, oh hell yeah uh, but sort of we'll I'll rewind a little bit and yeah, sort yeah, of yep. finish off. Uh, just the brief history and context. Um, so these two characters, Bill Reiser and Lance Bean, are uh, sent to thwart another alien invasion from the vicious Red Falcon at an Ally military base. Um, this game was ported to the NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System, under the shortened title of Super C, as we've as you've been calling it for a lot of the show. That was just in North America, and it was named Probotector Two. Return of the Evil Forces in the PAL region. So, like, Europe, I think that also includes Australia. Um, Probotector 2, Return of the Evil Forces. Okay. Um, Wait, Probo? Probo, like Robo with a P in front of it. Okay, Probotector 2. Okay. I guess Contra was was kind of a dirty Uh, You can get you there. Yeah, because yeah. I could see, especially back when like the U.S. was doing their scandalous stuff uh, with mm-hmm. gun running uh, in the Middle East. Yes, a very specific thing that references. I think it's Iran Contra. Yeah, yeah. So, so yep, huh? Yep. So okay, that makes sense. That makes so sense. That. As I hop, like, let's stay away from that third rail. Let's stay away from like. U.S. imperialism and, like, the footprint it left on, yeah, when we're trying to sell our game to people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And who knew that that would continue to be a pattern of behavior from our great country, the United Ooh. States? Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Gotta love Speaking it, of tangents, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was that was the name in the PAL region. Um, both Probably the arcade version well. and the NES have been re-released for various other platforms since the originals. While the game looks and plays very similar to its predecessor, it does have differences that set it apart, including new and improved weapons. And instead of the third-person stages they had in the first one, there's now these like top-down run-and-gun levels. Um, yeah, I saw that. I was I, I did like a little bit of research yeah. on like on the series. Just briefly because I didn't want to like I didn't want to taint my experience yes. too much, but like I wanted to be like oh I know that if I've heard that there are subsequent versions of the game, mm-hmm. I did not realize that there are so many versions of this game. Yeah, uh, 
but one of the things that I saw was the top down, like there's like a that, and then there's also almost like um like an inverted version of the the Sonic of like running like the running stages in Sonic where they're like they're chasing the camera and they're like shooting over their shoulders and shit. Like that was like, Oh, that's good on them for whoever designed that. Like that's especially on on the NES. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. So anyways, Um, that's really all the history and context I had about this game. Unless you had any important things you wanted to share. No, just the, the, to jump back to the aliens thing. Yes. It really does. Like, uh, like, and I was talking to to my buddy John uh, oh, nice. again before this, um, and I was talking to like my brother because, like, you know, we're uh, still close with both of them, and yeah. like, we still have this fondness for games because we didn't continue to game as we got older. I yes. think like my brother maybe plays like iOS games every once in a while mm-hmm. when he's like got some downtime, or and John might have like a ps uh one of the new ps platforms but i don't i don't know um but just like talking about it john and i were like oh yeah this very specifically like we loved this game because it felt like a nod to the alien trilogy Mm -hmm. or like the alien franchise that was becoming a thing at that point um yeah and just being like oh the aliens in super c in like the ending levels of super c have that same like oblong skull shape and like run with the same weird like almost insect like uh yeah uh, yeah, cadence of the aliens from the movie like it's such a it was such a a one-to-one that like we thought we were like Hey, does anybody else fucking even get this? Or are we like <laughs> the only people? Like we're we're probably like the only ones who get this reference. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. Meanwhile, they literally named the names of yes. the characters <laughs> after Direct references. Multiple people in the movie we were referencing. Oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, that was such a that was such a cool thing. Hmm. Also, being able to play at the same time. Yes, because you could do co op. Yeah, I'd never played a game that you could do a co-op mm-hmm. anything uh, other than like there was, I mean, a versus versus is not the same as co-op. So like mm-hmm. you could play at the same time as some of your other teammates or some of your other like gamers, but you weren't necessarily able to like be on the same team. Um, so that was always cool. I also loved that like you couldn't shoot each other. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I mean, there are some games where I don't know how you feel, but personally, where they do have like friendly fire and in some games I'm like, oh, okay, it makes sense for for this or the context or like just the way this this game is set up. But then sometimes I'm like, this sucks. Don't let me hurt my teammate. Just let me just shoot around. No. Well, that I mean, and this is something that for me, I've like now now that i've done like more research on the idea of like simulator uh, mm-hmm. of like jumping into the simulator world like looking at the way they design those games they're very conscious of the fact that like we could make a hyper real simulator game mm-hmm. or we could make a fun game yeah <laughs> you can't but like you you can find somewhere in between, mm-hmm. but it is such a delicate balance. And like, yeah. I think friendly fire is one of those things where it's like, yeah, I get it. If we're in a war fighting game and it's like, 
especially if it's like a third person shooter or even a first person shooter like Call yeah. of Duty style and you're like playing like a team co-op or whatever you you don't you want to be conscious of the realistic war fighting right because it's a simulated war fighting game but you don't want to like worry about like hunkering down if you're being assaulted by a, a like a group of ai and no. you're having to worry about, like cuz they're not worried about shooting each other so why are why should yeah. like that's yeah yeah um i've never liked I've never liked that in games. It only uh, makes me worse. <laughs> I'm does. sure there are people who are good enough to where like, oh, that works around and it ends up being a yeah. good challenge for them. But I'm like, no, I just, it just show, <laughs> brings out my yep. flaws. <laughs> yep. Brings out my flaws and makes like my fellow gamers like mad at me when I yeah. like, it's like, oh dude, I'm sorry I shot you. I didn't, I literally was trying to shoot past you. I wasn't. Yes. And I don't need that. Um, but no, that is, no. I'm glad you brought up the co-op element. Um, because yeah, it's, that's how a lot of people experienced it. But um, let's let's. You've already started to sort of share about your personal experience. Mm -hmm. But where I do want to start is, um, or like get to, is how you uh, ended up even coming into contact with this game. Was was this something that you're like, oh, eventually, I maybe you vaguely remember getting it for the NES that you had, or was this something more specific to where like you sought it out? I'm curious to hear. Well, I. So I, I don't I don't have like a very clear memory of of how I found Super Contra, but I do remember I do remember that like I played the original version of Contra first. Okay, cool. I was curious uh, about that. Which like was that was that was a lot of fun, but then uh, um then like my brother, uh, my brother and I, like doing like the cheat codes thing. Um, yes, it was like oh, it was too easy to do um, on the original one because it was like you got like a hundred guys or like unlimited guys or something. Oh dang! Yeah, and it was just like not. It like made the game not fun. This is yeah. my recollection. I I could be completely wrong on this, um, but then on like the super on Super C you didn't have a hundred lives. You mm -hmm. had like a much more, I think it was only like 10 or something like that. You are correct, my friend. Where it was like, you had to be a little more aware of like those situations mm -hmm. where you were like, oh, I can't just run into like the boss part of the stage <laughs> and like die without like a good upgrade to my gun. Like I had to be a little bit more like careful yes. about like, you know, getting to the end of a board and making sure I still had not just the correct, not just like a upgrade, but like the correct upgrade, right? Yeah, um, the right one for the situation sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds Which, like um, that it, for you, from what I can tell, it was like, it was a it was a nice extra cushion, but it didn't like defeat the, your almost like your urgency and your awareness in the game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like when I, when I currently like speed run it um, mm -hmm. on my emulator, like sometimes I'll use the cheat code and sometimes I'll be like, Oh, let, let's see how far I can get into the game. Like, like literally speed running without using the cheat code Yeah, because I'll rarely get to like the last stage, but mm -hmm. like I can get pretty deep into the game. Um, also cause like it's that whole, this is very simple AI, uh, very predictable yeah. AI back then where you're like, I know where the guys are going to show up. I know yes. 
when the guns pop up i know like the pattern of like fire um so it's like it is a little bit still like cheating um Mm -hmm. well but it is fun to do it that way too yeah yeah i think there are certain games that i've uh especially the older games that require Mm -hmm. you to memorize stages and exactly what you're saying, where enemies pop up when certain things happen. And that was just sort of how some games were designed back then. That was the challenge. So on the flip side, as someone who like goes to play those and I'm like, ah, that's stupid because you have to know exactly (laughs) where everything is. I'm hearing from you and I'm like, oh, it's still fun for somebody. And you actually spent the time to do that. So it's, it's just cool to hear about. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's... Even if you feel di- guilty or whatever you're feeling about it. No, it's it's that, like, the that's kind of the beauty of, of games and, like, gaming in general, I mm-hmm. think, is it's the same way that you look at, like, any other form of media or art. It's how you, like, ingest it and digest it personally. It's not yes. about getting the same experience as like what you are supposed to get or what you see other people getting. It's like, if you enjoy this shit, then like enjoy it how you want to. Uh, That kind of goes for like people who like to like go on YouTube and watch other people play too. I'm yeah, I am. I, I stepped away from gaming before it became that involved where Mm -hmm. it was like, I mean, I literally watch these for tutorial purposes on like how to get through in parts of games that are designed to be impossible to get through. Yes. That's part of the fun is watching other people and seeing their like tactics and strategy and like getting through this part of a game. I stepped away from that uh, way before that. So I would like, when I heard about it, I literally didn't understand that that was a part of it. So I'd be like, wait, people are just watching other people play games. Like what the fuck is the point of that? And then I've like gotten to the point of being like, well, I think maybe I should just let people enjoy things how they want yeah. to <laughs> and not like not worry about how they enjoy it if I'm also enjoying it and I just don't enjoy it in the same way. If it yeah. doesn't like interfere with the way I'm enjoying it, then what who cares, right? Absolutely. I'm I'm so. in agreement with you too. I especially this is a d- different thing, but there are so many types of games that I don't enjoy or or mm-hmm. or genres or or series but some people do love like like I have a friend who like a, loves like uh real-time strategy games and I just can't get into those but like for Neither, some people yeah. but yeah. also some people don't like to play whatever I mean I was about to be like Mario games and like whoever doesn't like Mario can That's, freaking suck it yeah why are um, you first of all why are you listening to this podcast if you don't yeah. like playing Mario that go is, ahead and leave a crappy review and I will yeah. read it but it's also such an aggressive way of like <laughs> listening to a podcast very deep into an episode deep into a run of being like just get attacked oh oh oh, oh he said he said what oh uh, I hate Mario games uh, but the, oh that was a a really clumsy way for me to make the point that like, yeah, it's in gaming and, and in other aspects of life. Uh, I try to take the same note that you've taken, which is like letting people enjoy stuff yeah. and in ways they want to, whether that's like, oh, I play a game on easy. Who cares if someone wants to play it on extreme or whatever power to you, but enjoy it how you yeah. want. And same with like hundred, like I've even noticed this. Um, I think one of, I don't know if I, said this as oh no the first game that i had pitched was a different game but one of the other games uh uh which i mean maybe 
Oh, maybe someone else will take that one. Uh, I hope they do. What was the title of that uh, one again? Base Wars. <laughs> Base Wars. It's such an aggressively like, are they just saying like race wars? Like what is happening here? Um, <laughs> but it was like, it's a robot baseball fighting game. Like, Okay, that's the coolest on. thing I've ever heard of. It's so, it, it was such a also cool. Also any NES as well? Uh, also on the console? NES system. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, um, but like a very fun, like if you like go to slide into second and the second baseman already has the ball, uh, guess what? We fighting. Uh, and, like <laughs> it's, awesome. it's so great. And if like I beat you and you're the second baseman, then I get second base. Uh, wow. Uh, and then there are like, like the most aggressive league I've ever heard. <laughs> it's so aggressive, but so fun. And the That's cool. characters have different like, uh, abilities and they're built differently and have mm. like different weapons upgrades it is a very fun game. I almost did, but did not do hey maybe we um, get, we'll have you back someday because i don't know i actually don't know if anyone else will pick that so i don't think anyone else probably will pocket either. that one yeah yeah i could i could definitely yeah um but the other one is uh bartman uh versus radioactive man oh dude i own this game still it's, i had this guy I, I love going back and playing <laughs> this game it's one of it was the first game that i literally got when i got the emulator this is why i got the emulator was because i was like Oh my God. I remember the, I loved this game. Um, yeah. It's, and is I it still, as hard as I remember? It is still, I mean, you could still beat it yeah. because it's one of those like, Oh, you figure out kind of like the patterns okay. a little bit, but it's more with the bosses than with anything else. Um, can you, can you hang for one second? I want to yeah, show yeah, you yeah. the box. I got the box yes. still. Uh, I love but this. Oh, I'm so jealous that you I've have never the box, gotten God out it. of my chair during a recording and it's happening right now. This is happening. I love it. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, folks, while he's going to get this box, uh, let me just tell you, I did not. Okay. So slip in on my headphones. Gonna, so for the listener, yeah. um, oh, you know what? For, like, normally for the show, I always post like cover art that I make and a picture of our guest. I'll, I'll post a picture of this box too, yes, even though it's something people can Google. But so he, I still have Holy this thing. Holy shit, guys. This box is, I mean, you're going to see a picture of it. But it is mint. That is. It, it's pretty good. I will show you the bottom. The bottom unfolds all the time. So okay. It's, okay. it can be better, but it's there's also pretty. the it's back crispy. as well. Oh. Yeah. God, it's, I love this game so much. I We definitely got this at like a, at a, like a retro store in town growing up, we, and which is weird. I've talked about this on some show on our network before, but uh-huh. um. My parents didn't let me watch The Simpsons because they didn't like how Bart treated his parents. Uh, but they got me this game. Understand. That's also weird that they got. Yeah, you but I, I I'm sorry to you know totally hijack what you were sharing about. I just have no, never. No, it's fine. It's not that no one's ever played this game, but I don't know if I've ever talked to anyone else who has. I love I Connor. I am obsessed with this game. Hell yeah. Um, it is one of my favorites and it's one of the games that I definitely did like when I when I had the original game on NES I 100% of this game I absolutely this is one of those games where wow. it incorporates some like puzzle play as well within uh-huh. the game too so it just like touched every single one of my like specific nerves where I was like I love this so much it's the oh, that's cool it's like deep cut Simpsons. It's referencing like the radioactive man comics mm-hmm. and like the, like the, the villains that you would see on some of the panels in like 
obscured blurred frames of the original series like it was just such a cool thing that I again was oh. like this is like just for me um, yes yes <laughs> uh, I love that but I love like there are that's one of those games that I can now go back and I don't feel the like the impulse to 100% the game yes I'm like I just enjoy playing it it's totally. so much fun to just like exist in this world and hear the dumb, really shitty music that yeah. Uh, oh, I remember Lava the Man. sound of Bart falling. Like it's like in oh, yeah. my nightmare still, and I haven't even turned this thing on in years. Yep. Oh yeah, it is. Yep. And it's like the delayed where he would like step off something and then yes. like chop and then oh god, such a great. Such a great game. Uh, um, I I definitely got us on a on a tangent somehow. Oh, you were talking. I oh, think just you were about enjoying games. This yes, is just okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just that. Yeah, that's just one of those things where it's like enjoy games how you want to. It there we go. Yeah, it's it's not it's not. Who cares if people want to watch games? Watch. Let them watch games on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, if they want to like ruin their lives by playing a first person shooter i guess let them i guess for a little while um uh don't totally let them yeah but, yeah now i'm like oh man we are brushing up against certain things i feel certain <laughs> ways about <laughs> uh well i i have some more questions for you about yeah, yeah your experience with uh super c uh you said you you must have played this co-op did you play this with your brother was it also with your friend john Oh yeah, it was both of them. Uh, when it was, it was primarily with my brother because it was, cool. you know, it was he yes. and I, um, and he would always play uh, as Bill, and I would always play as Lance because I always played second player whenever, okay, no matter what. Um, the Lance, this game's Luigi, baby. Yeah, literally, <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was Luigi of the the Super C world. Um, but yeah, is he and I, and we would, I don't even remember because there was no internet at the time, mm -hmm. but like how the, like how the economy code, like how the cheat code, how it cir like circulated, circulated because like his friend maybe found out about it or like my friend found out about it. And then I told him or whatever. I literally can't remember. Maybe it must've been in like. Probably maybe, in magazines. I was and just going to say, maybe in like NES, like gaming, mag like, yeah. It, and it probably got around to that playground chatter, which is how he heard yeah. about it. That's, I mean, it's, I think that's how a lot of that used to happen back then. But would, would they have like published it in, in like a magazine? Like, yeah, they used to publish all sorts of like, not just like cheat codes and stuff but full-on like huh. guides to levels because there weren't the resources that we have today so because they wanted right. people to like get through parts of the games and also it was like a way to get people to buy an, a magazine or a guide or whatever it was yeah yeah, yeah. to pay for whatever yeah the the printing or but if you don't know about it it's more mysterious yeah yeah but i i i i i was never someone who had a subscription mm -hmm. to those magazines and i don't think that like john ever did either maybe mm -hmm. he did but i don't think he did um mm -hmm. but it was like finding about that like finding out about those codes and then implementing them and then playing using them was like such a like a pure delight that's cool uh, because it was that whole like the co-op campaign if you if you uh super c specifically if you died 
you couldn't like necessarily come back unless you took the lives of the other person. Oh, the wow. Club. So like if you, you, you could use up their lives. So Dang. it was this like understanding of like, Hey, if you die, you put that fucking controller down. Yeah. Like, don't you pick that controller? Like, because oh, I know, I know what you're going to do. Like, yeah. and you're going to be like, oops, I accidentally, I was just, so I was trying to shoot and I accidentally uh, took start. one of your lot. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember like that was, that's so funny. Another. Yeah. It was like another fun component of like cooperative play. Yeah. Uh, you're really the, feeling the yeah. sacrifice there. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. And just being like, shit, I should have been fucking smarter. I shouldn't have, I should have ducked. I should have ducked because now now he's up there alone against the ball. He's got four guys left. I could easily take one, but I know yeah. if I take one of those guys, there's going to be, he could pause that game and there will be hell to pay. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was, that was, I loved that. Um, and then also playing with John too. Yeah. Uh, was another really cool thing and we found out i'm like a big i'm a big old music head um, okay and uh game soundtracks are always something that like stick out to me mm. um like literally when you were like oh the that the the falling noise i was yes. like oh the volcano level oh that specific like eight bit like it's this shit it's that is stuck in my head forever uh -huh. um but then having access to the sound effects menu uh, through Super C, you could oh. uh, do A, B, select, start, and literally run through the entire sound effects menu. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, it's and because you Hold can on. literally pull up every song from the game and then like all the isolated, like it's literally like you hit B and it's the sound of like, when you die like it's yes. that like isolated sound with nothing else so like That's no incredible. sound effects yeah and you could like literally pull like the lightning sound effect from the background of the first board there was that that you could isolate um so just like that was something that when we found it just unlocked this whole other world of like Oh, this game is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and like it gets me. It's giving me access to 8-bit uh -huh. sound bites. Like are you fucking kidding me? I that uh, sounds like something that you would have to access through like cheat codes for most games or like you'd have to yeah. like just have the game on a computer and like break it open, but that's so amazing. What a feature. That's cool. Yeah. Like what a cool thing to build into your game to think like because there's no app like there's no application to this yes there's literally no like they did not have to spend the time programming this into that very simple chip that it's they true. have in that game like they did not need to go like hey if you just press these buttons you could access this and tool around in like our yeah. like sound effects menu because every game uh, ostensibly every game could do that right like yes. you could easily just trigger certain things on a d-pad and then access a sub menu mm -hmm. as long it's as it's not within game but yeah it's yeah, so, so cool. cool like i really think the point you're that you were making about how it wasn't necessary but it clearly at least to one person and probably many other people who played this game was fun and interesting to them to be able oh, yeah. to access that and i feel like sometimes 
if I've seen games, you know, after this era who have done things like that, it's so much fun to just poke around and especially when you like something. Yeah. Like it really is. And because it was a game that was like a cooperative game, Mm -hmm. they had to assume that like once people finish the game, they would probably want to go back and play it again. Right. Or like try it differently or pick a different set of like weapons upgrades throughout a level. Mm -hmm. So they were like offer it like these little breadcrumbs for people not to just go in and like play the game and maybe one day beat it, but to like repeat a, like repeatedly draw people back in. Yes. Uh, repeatedly rather uh, draw people back in is like such a high concept that I can't imagine anyone was like focused on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? that's, like, that is interesting. Even thinking about the, ability to use the konami code and and get extra lives is like that in itself is like a difficulty like uh slider like yeah not like you were saying like not doing it you know it's going to be more tough and harder to finish the game and then if you're like no i'd like a little little cushion there then you can do it oh yeah um that's you were you're also talking about the um certain weapons and it seems like you're in you played the game recently enough to remember that Do, are there oh, yeah. parts of the actual game itself whether it's a weapon or a boss or like a, a level that uh, stick out to you um i mean as specifically the aliens that like show up like mm. these very clear very obvious like purplish black enemies that show mm. up on this level that have no weapons that fire at you they just come and get you it's like <laughs> oh this is this is aliens a hundred percent like this is uh and like there's like a, a certain point in the game where they basically uh you need to have a specific weapons upgrade and it's like the fireball upgrade so basically this version of the weapon it like shoots out like uh, a relatively large fireball. And then whenever it makes contact, it explodes out in like a star pattern. Oh, but it's like a, yeah. It's like a diamond pattern, but like a square pattern basically yes. uh, with like equal sized fireballs. So it's like a, a detonating weapon um, that you can fire rapidly. And at a certain cool. point in the game, these aliens are coming to get you. And like the ceiling like drops down and there's also these like weird blipping like bubbles that can come and get you. Uh, so in order to like properly like pass this part of the game, mm-hmm. you have to just like fire up into the ceiling like at nothing. But when the bullets like or when the rounds like hit like the the certain part of the ceiling, they explode and the pattern itself like creates just enough coverage to keep you from like being contacted by all these things coming at you. Awesome. So yeah, it's just that like blind faith moment of being like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, if you use like other weapons, then you will almost inevitably die in that situation. Yeah. And then it just gets, harder to like continue and then that's like the final boss too that you get to eventually Mm. but it's like that like such a clear like they give you the best weapons 
And then like one of those like floating barrels will go by and you just have to know that that's the right one to shoot and to get uh, in order to like easily navigate the rest of the game. Yes. Otherwise it just gets real, real hard. Um, like real hard. So dang, uh, that is, that is so cool. And that weapon sounds yeah. incredible. Um, yeah. <laughs> where, it's, it's so when you would play this game at your house, do you remember the room and like what oh, yeah. that place was like? Can you sort of like describe wherever it was there and anything you might remember about the room? Oh yeah. Uh, so this was in our living room growing up. Um, so I lived in a, a townhouse in a town called Clifton Park cool. and uh, there was uh, like a little there wasn't a fireplace, but there was like a brick kind of uh, like step up yes. um, in the living room. And we would put the TV up on that uh, hmm. inside like one of those like like a sideways filing cabinet. Basically, it was like our TV stand um, because it was like empty in the middle and we could like put the VCR in there and huh. put like games and uh, and uh, VHSs and stuff. Uh so we would have this TV and it was like an old gray. I want to say like a, uh, it wasn't a Sony. I think it was like a Sanyo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was like one of those old big tube TVs that yep. would sit up on that. And because it was on a brick, it, uh, because it was on like bricks, it was like slightly uneven. So I remember you couldn't like really like touch it too much or else yes. things would like rattle around and maybe fall. Um, <laughs> Never had anything fall, but like there was always that threat. The threat um, was always there. <laughs> always, always. Um, and then we would have the Nintendo sitting on top of the VCR. Mm. So we had like a, a VCR that sat underneath it. Um, and then the, the Nintendo and then the games would be like all like stacked neatly next to it. Not stacked. Um, uh, filed sort of like neatly. lined up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I have like uh, a bit of uh, uh, some of the wiring in my brain uh, forces me to organize things uh, in very specific ways. <laughs> um, uh, and I used to always be like, oh, I have to like line up all the games with the like little notch um, of the, the sleeve itself had to be lined up with like the thumb notch on the cartridge itself. So you could yes. easily pull it out. You didn't have to jam your finger down into that thing and like potentially like, uh, cut your, uh, yeah, your, on your like nails. the black uh, NES cases, those like yeah, sharp, whatever sharp, it's plastic, yeah. but like it's flexible too. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd like, it would catch on like the, like right where your nails yeah yeah yes uh, so i always turned every game perfectly and would always mm -hmm. line them up um would wrap the controllers even though you weren't supposed to because it would damage the wires yes um which of course it damaged all the wires yeah uh, uh but that learn. was yeah yeah um but yeah we would like sit there on the floor um because we didn't, the couch was like up against the wall, um, mm -hmm. the far wall. And those wires uh, did not reach. <laughs> no, no, there was no USB uh, the setup where you could like unplug a lithium ion charged remote. That was not a fucking option. No. <laughs> um, Gosh. It was like three feet of uh, very stiff uh, plastic coated bundles of wires. It um, uh, certainly could be used uh, to choke someone out if you needed to. 
Not to oh. give anybody ideas, but those things were strong. Oh, also, if you wanted to, like, double that thing over and use it to, I don't know, whip your younger sibling because they took guys from you, uh, then, like, it's pretty easy to do that. Uh, (laughs) Sounds like uh, from personal experience. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just saying, uh, hypothetically, it would be a a thing that you could do. great. If you... If your little brother ever took guys from you at a critical moment in the game um, <laughs> and you quickly paused it and then unplugged his controller because you don't want to unplug your controller. Um, no. uh, but yeah, that was that was our setup. I'd like sit we'd cool. sit on like a wood floor um, and just play this for as long as our parents would let us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really I mean, it would be like they'd be like, all right, you can't play anymore. Yeah. Um, uh clearly um, times let's do something else today kids yeah but then i, when I, I was told that school, many times in my life oh god yeah yeah <laughs> um all right shut the tv off go outside yeah. uh yeah that was that happened quite often um but then in uh in high school yeah i think in high school like junior year i got a tv in my room and moved my uh i guess why well, it Super Nintendo and, or not Super Nintendo, uh, Nintendo and Sega lived downstairs for mm-hmm. the majority of time. But okay. then I got a TV in my room when I was like a sophomore or junior in high school. Nice. And that's when those games came into my room and I would just, uh, I mean, till all hours of the night was up playing everything and anything I could. Uh, uh, literally until my parents would be like, knock, knock, knock. All right, go to sleep. That's enough. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. Man, that's that's really cool. Thank you for painting that picture for me. Um, yeah, my pleasure. So as we sort of reach the end of our, our main discussion here, I do want to um, leave open to you uh, a couple options. If either A, you know, if there's something, like some things you didn't get to share about that you really want to, please do. But if not... If you wouldn't mind just maybe like placing what this game sort of meant to you and its place in your life, I'd love to hear either way. Um, yeah, no, I mean, just the, the, like, the, when I was talking to my brother before we started recording, he was like, I was like, is there anything specific that you remember from us playing? Um, and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, just I remember our like thumbs being like, swollen and like, <laughs> painful yes. uh, like like when the game would finally start our thumbs would already be that way from mm-hmm. trying to do the code like before yes the game um because you could never i mean even though like you could like write it down in the moment while you've got that like loading screen coming together it was like i've got a uh, 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 and you times of the essence Oh yeah. Um, not to mention you could do it on both controllers. So it'd be like, you have to coordinate. And if like one person fumbles, you can't have the other person quickly start to do it too. Cause yeah. it would mess up. Um, so I remember that was, uh, that was something that like, I had like nearly forgotten about, um, wow. like the <laughs> panic and like the like pain of like, ah, Oh, my thumbs are like sore from well, the D-pad. And yeah. the D-pad on the NES is harder and sharper than future ones would be. Like the edges of that thing, yeah. like, are not kind to the thumb like the no, NES or the, the SNES would be. The emulator ones are also very unkind and we sharp. I figured they would have. 
rounded it off or made it like rubberized, but no, this is the exact plastic. Oh, like geez. they use, but the thing is, is like the rubberized like start and select buttons were always so soft. Yeah. But they never use that technology on the D pad, which is like, that's the only place I want it. That's the Can't only save I don't, these thumbs. Yeah, you could have razors on the start and select button, and I would not care. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, come on, dude. Uh, so yeah, that was that's, that's cool. something I wanted to. I, I I I he was like, oh god, I just remember that being, like, that like mark of like, ooh, that was we played a lot today. Is when your yeah. like fingers hurt. Um, hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's all I wanted to, that's all I didn't get to, to say about it. Um, and then just like, it was, it was a game that made, like, it was one of those, cause I didn't have like the best relationship with my brother growing up. Sure. So it was one of those things where it was like, we could have those like same team. We're not competing. We're not like fighting for whatever moral superiority we may or may not have needed to fight for. Yes. Um, it was just like a normal situation. Um, yeah. It like, yeah, really made, cause like I said, we didn't like grow up with like, we grew up relatively poor. So yeah. like there was a lot of chaos happening in life around us. Um, just with like scheduling. Cause like our parents worked full-time jobs and like mm -hmm. kept us in sports and like literally were able to afford to buy us video game systems. So like they were, you know, really stretching themselves thin. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to have those moments of like solidarity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then also with John too, cause John comes from, uh, not to speak too much on his, uh, on his part, but, he came from a single parent home where mm -hmm. uh, his mom worked a ton. So like us sitting down and playing video games together was like, it was like a safe thing for us to do where yeah. like his mom wouldn't have to worry about us like going on. Cause we were like neighborhood kids who would like yeah. ride our bikes around and get into like trouble sometimes, you know? <laughs> so it was like a nice, I think it was like a nice thing to have in his home as well, where it was like, yes. Oh, I could like, we could just like play together and like everything was safe and normal. And like, we could have fun together and not be competitive and suspend all like the stresses of like weird suburban childhood. Uh, yeah. cause there are lots of stresses in suburban childhood. It's, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just a nice, even though it was like, Oh, we're going to kill, we're going to like shoot guns and kill aliens. It was like a place that felt like safe and like fun, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah, we, I've got a couple of fun post show segments to do uh, to, to, that I've prepared for you, but thank you so much for yeah. uh, sharing all about your experience with uh, yeah, Super my pleasure, Contra. Um, yeah, this is great. So I'm talking. So the first one, which we've already done part of, the Fact Me mm, by Your yep. Game segment, I do have the second one. And you know what? You kind of already touched on it for me. I could have just – I just didn't want to interrupt again. Um, but the Konami code, the famous code, lives in this game like we've discussed. Um, I was worried about bringing it up because I was like, oh, 
this is such a, a nuanced and specific thing about the game that it might fall into this category. Oh, but yeah. no, truly never worry. I it's, it is really fun when someone brings up the, uh, like a factoid I have, cause we get to share about it a couple times. So yeah. basically the, the famous Konami code, which is right, left, up, down, a, B start, which has different uses in different games made by that company. Um, it was present in the first game. It's present in this one, but there's actually a difference between its functionality in this game and, or sorry, the U.S. version and the Japanese version. Um, earlier, you were correct in uh, saying that you get ten lives in this game, right. um, but in in the U.S. version, excuse me, uh, the yeah. North American version, but the Japanese version, you get thirty lives, so you get a thirty bigger lives. cushion, yeah. No Imagine shit. what you could do with 30 lives. Wow. I mean, my so my brother had like texted me earlier being like hmm. um about like the like uh this like having like sore fingers after trying to put in the code. Like he referenced trying to get a hundred guys, and I was like, Yeah, I think that was for the first one. I don't know that if that was for the second one, hmm. but I think I did believe at a certain point that it gave you a hundred guys. Maybe you could do it. I don't know that this part I, yeah, I do don't not know, know yeah. but Maybe you could do it because it had you had to do it before the title screen came up, like you were detailing earlier. Yeah, but maybe yeah. you could do it multiple times. I don't know. I don't oh, know if there was maybe. time for that. I don't know. I mean, I genuinely don't know either. I haven't huh. even investigated that. Um, huh. Yeah, who maybe. knows? I guess um, I'll have to play it again to find out. Oh, oh there he goes. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and of course, we we already talked about the the uh, what I called the tribute to heroes of the screen with uh, the main characters' names influences uh, Lance Bean and yeah. Bill Reiser. But that's it for so the fact good. me by your game segment. The the final one is the game recommendations segment where I hit me. I so as you as you know, listen to it a couple episodes, but just in case this is a first for the listener, this is my one forced tie into the movie Call Me by Your Name where. I'm going to treat these recommendations and and Corey's uh, choice so to talk about Super C. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so glad. These are. I think these are going to be fun. Um, this is so dumb, Connor. I love it. I love thank it you. so much. So the, the, my perspective on this segment is that, you know, going through life and relationships kind of like – uh, Elio, Timothy Chalamet's character in that movie, he he has a has this fling with Army Hammer's character, and I was just curious at the end of the movie, like who does he date next? Is it someone exactly like Army Hammer? Is it someone who maybe looks similar but is totally different? Because I feel like we've all experienced that in our lives, or in uh, maybe for our friends who've been with one person their whole life, uh, you see your <laughs> friends go through that. Um, no shots fired at anyone, truly. Uh, it sounds like I'm doing know. that. I promise I'm not. Um, but <laughs> So that's what these recommendations are based off of. These are potential new uh, loves for you after mm-hmm. Super Contra. Um, yeah. The first of which is if you want to play a shooter that is on rails, so the game is actually scrolling through on its own, um, from the next gen, so from Super Nintendo – I'll recommend one of the best ones, which is called Axelay. I don't know if you've ever played this. Um, unfamiliar. It's it's a space or I can't remember if it, honestly if it's a space or like a mm-hmm. plane shooter, but you're basically just moving through uh, like each level, dodging bullets like you dodge in this game, but you don't dictate the pace at which it moves. It moves for you. So you're just it's you're just trying to survive like like this game. 
this, but there's no. Th- this reminds it. me of. Uh, it's like Gradius. Another, what? What's what's? Gradius. It's another like. So it might be pronounced Gradius. I never remember, but there's. It's like that a whole genre familiar. of familiar. Yeah, that's uh, um the the one that I was thinking of that this reminded me of is a game called Zinac. I think is how you pronounce. Oh, interesting. It. Um. Uh. But it was like. Uh, a, a, it's a plane game. It's like a star fighting game where oh. basically you're it's scrolling and it's constantly mm-hmm. it's a vertical scrolling game. Yes. Um, so you're like it's overhead view vertical scrolling. I think I don't know if it ever goes to side scrolling. Oh, it must. It must go to side scrolling as well. But because um, now I'm like remembering the different levels, even uh-huh. though they're so fucking hard to get to. But they. <laughs> That was it, where it was like you would basically be pulled through the game. Mm-hmm. And like it was just you had to upgrade your shields and weapons. And yes. like this is oh, similar. Yeah. This is like the this same sounds... type of thing. Um, I think they just have like different themes and uh, art styles and stuff. I mean, I'm sure they differ wildly, but if you're if you want to be on some I'm rails for a shooter, yeah, uh, yeah. there you are. Uh, the second recommendation is if you want, a modern masterpiece shoot 'em up. I'll recommend Cuphead. Have you heard of this game? It's it's. I have not, and it sounds hilarious. <laughs> it's it it actually has some really humor humorous elements to it. It is, uh, I I actually have played through about seventy percent of it for the first time recently. It's one of the hardest games I've ever played. It's mm-hmm. you are less. There are levels where you are going through levels and shooting your way through, but it's mostly like a big boss rush. So like every level you have like a certain amount of hits and you're basically holding down the shoot button and just trying to kill these big bosses. The art style, by the way, looks like 1930s Disney animation. So does the music look up cuphead later because I think even if you just like watch a video on it or see the animation, you're going to be interested because it's really charming. Um, Yeah. But the last one, the finale if you want to play a game that's an homage to a game, which is an homage to movies, I'll mm-hmm. recommend to you the Expendables 8-bit Contra game that they use to promote the movie. Do you know that this <laughs> thing what? exists? No, you, what? I'm going to go – I have a link. I'm going to go ahead and uh, – and uh, let me go ahead and uh, – Put this in the chat for you real quick. Please do. So you can see what this is. But I think before this... What? I want to say this was the first Expendables movie. I'm finally putting it in there. They came up with... They basically... Someone who probably worked for the studio, a team, made a Contra-like Expendables shmup where you're going through and... I don't even know if you're playing Arnold Schwarzenegger's character or Stallone, but it is... It's amazing. So that's my final recommendation for you is this yeah, whatever 100%. it is. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's which is funny because they actually m- made Expendables tie in games, but they're like ter- apparently really terrible. <laughs> 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 but this looks kind of cool. Um, that, okay. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. So I think you might even – I think it's something you actually even have to play through Facebook, which is so funny because that was like the uh, time when it came out. All right. Um, God, I don't know if I'll be able to play it. Though. Well, lost us. Uh, that's oh, it well. for the uh, game recommendations. Uh, and, Corey, oh. that actually brings us to the end of the show. So uh, that's the saddest I've ever sound when I said it. I've said it. Uh, but yeah. 
Thank you so much for doing this. This has been so much fun to, uh, as someone who I always enjoy interacting with and performing with and is one of the funniest, most friendly people I know. Thanks for doing this. And um, I do want, also, what would you like to plug? I know you plugged some stuff earlier, but if you want to repeat anything, go for it and I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Connor. This oh, has of been course. so fun. And like, uh, I also miss playing with you and, and having so much uh, fun just being a couple of fucking idiots on stage together. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, you're, you're like, they're one of those people who uh, I feel like a, a kindred spirit with uh, as an improviser where it's just like, yes. oh, we're just up here to be idiots. Yeah, that's that's the point. Right. I can do that. <laughs> Let's do that then. Uh, yeah. Uh, smart people playing idiots is like those. This is my wheelhouse. So I, yes. I miss I miss playing with you so much. And uh, oh, same to you. I can't wait to get back to it um, someday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, eventually. Uh, we will. We will. I promise. We did. We uh, did. We got to do one show together la- in the last year, which is one of two shows I did in the yeah. last year. Uh, so I'm at least thankful for that. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing is um, I do. Uh, I teach classes uh, outside yes. of UCB at uh, the through uh, the Illuminati. Um, it is uh, IlluminatiImprov.com. Uh, and that's um, not like call me by your game uh this one we keep both eyes in there so it's illuminati improv spelled with two eyes in there okay there um it is myself ari vukitis betsy stover and jess allen eason who are uh all teaching classes and then we do shows a couple of times a month as well um and i would be great to have you uh play with us um i would love to do virtual shows yeah uh so uh keep keep an eye out for connor to to play with us on an upcoming show um uh but yeah we do we do two shows a month um occasionally we will do uh a jam uh as one of the shows as well so Hmm. you can like go to the website put your name in the uh into like the basic suggestion bucket it's like adding yourself to our newsletter so you'll know about uh, when these names uh when these uh jams are gonna happen um so, uh, yeah, you can take classes. We're doing virtual classes right now during the spike. Yep. Uh, soon, though, we will go back to doing classes in Griffith Park. We were doing them in the old Griffith Park oh, Zoo. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, just like 10 bucks uh, for uh, a few hours of just goofing around in the park. Um, it's been what like more could you want? <laughs> it really is great. And, like, I'll get in there and improvise with people, too, uh, if, like, the numbers demand it. Um, it's also just fun to play with uh, uh, folks. Um, and then we have the uh, the Edinburgh Improv Festival coming nice. up. We are performing on February the 18th at the uh, Edinburgh uh, Storytelling Center uh, in Edinburgh, Scotland. Um, we're returning as uh, a different faction of murder, murder. We will be doing some uh, improvised make-em-ups. We might have guests with us as well because there are some people who are going to be there. Yes, uh, who we may uh, trick into performing with us. So, Amon, are you listening? Yeah, Amon. Yeah, Amon <laughs> specifically. Uh, watch the fuck out. Um, yeah, uh, Will Hines, if you're listening, watch the fuck out. Yes. Um, uh, so uh, we may we may pull them into it. Um, but then the thing I'm most excited about yeah. is this new Formula One podcast that I'm Hell on. Yeah. It really is like, this is a chance to 
be a be a total goof on mic with like one of my best friends uh in the whole world who is uh also a huge fan of this sport um or, like came up with this dude uh as no like huge fans of comedy we went mm-hmm. to uh our first conan taping together oh um, way back in new york uh just like always been fans of comedy always been fans of the same thing and now we're going to get to talk about formula one for like an hour or so a week awesome. um yeah uh the f1 so files the f1 files baby Great. look out for it on all the all the uh, platforms um Primarily, I'm guessing it'll be Apple Podcasts, but mm-hmm. then you can find it wherever else, too. Um, yeah. I don't know if we'll start up a Patreon because, like, I don't know. Um, but maybe. Maybe we'll do some, like, extra nerding out um, uh, on a weekly basis. But we'll be, as of now, we're looking at 23 episodes because there are 23 races oh, nice. that are happening this year. So it'll be a 23-episode run at minimum. Um, and, uh, just look out for that every Monday in your, uh, Apple podcast feed. Killer. And like yeah. I said before, uh, for, well, for the listeners listening to this, the week it comes out, um, mm-hmm. keep it in your back pocket, look it up. Cause it should, hopefully will be coming out soon. But for those yeah. potentially listening in the future, um, hopefully I have updated this with, uh, with a link to the episode, yeah. to the show in the notes. Um, yeah, I'll get, well, you. I'll get your link. Oh yeah. Thanks. Oh, also. Oh yeah. Go for it. Uh, um. Also, burn Corey Burn on all the stuff. Yes, of um, course. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, burn Corey Burn. Twitter, on, Instagram. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm barely on TikTok. I think I have like two videos up there with like a <laughs> grand total of like twenty views. Um, Sick. Uh, yeah, it's so gnarly, but I'm also, <laughs> I'm not trying to get into the TikTok game. I'm yeah. maybe too old for this. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a, a child's, a young child's game. Yeah, it truly is. And I am literally teaching improv to those children sometimes. Yes. So I don't know if I need to be on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, you can, you can find me on social media. Um, I'm tweeting a whole lot about F1, I'm sure, in the in the coming weeks, too. Killer. So apologize to all of my, like, comedy-focused friends who look to see me talk about funny stuff, but it's going to be a lot of nerded-out engineering-focused uh, car talk uh, in the that. coming months. I love that. That's how I feel anytime I, like, even though, you know, a, a, more people than before follow me, like, because of these podcasts and video games, but, yeah. like, most of my followers are definitely like comedy people. So they're like, what yeah. the hell are we talking about? But yeah. um, thanks again for being here, uh, Corey. I'm going to go ahead my and uh, just close this out with some plugs of my own. Um, yeah, get it. The cover art for the show is done by Glenn J, who you can find on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. Uh, the show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. Be sure to check out his show, Video Games, a comedy show, a roundtable style uh, show where we talk about whatever. It's hosted by the wacky radio DJs of the Mushroom <laughs> Kingdom. Um, you should also, like I said at the top of the show, if you like me, you like hear, to hear me talk about video games, check us out at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. We do a ton of bo- bonus content. I host a bonus weekly show at every tier uh, called Super NPCs with Jeremy Schmidt. Uh, we have the games club that goes each year. Last year, we did the Legend of Zelda series. For the first half of this year, we're doing Metal Gear Solid uh, and more to come after that. We have a monthly version of this show, which is a group uh, sort of book club style uh 
talk about a game. We just did Halo Infinite. We have another coming up uh, in February as well. We've done 19 of them. Anyway, it's a lot of great stuff and you really get a bang for your buck. So check it out. Um, Lastly, I'm on social media, Connor underscore McCabe and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. That's C-O-N-Z. But that'll do it for this episode of the Call Me By Your Game podcast. And we will see you on the next one. 